Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have with us a guest today, and she is coming all the way from Scottsdale in Arizona. Is that correct, Christy? That's where I'm living currently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christy, I am just so thrilled, so honored to have you with us today. You truly are a woman who, who has it all, and you have written a book that is a New York Times bestseller, and it's called The Art of Having It All, and we're just so thrilled to have you here with us today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be with you. Thank you. Christine, you are a mom, a mom of two handsome young men, and how old are your boys right now? Five and six. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're Great, amazing. great they're, ages. They're yummy, that's for sure. <laughs> You are a mom, a speaker, an author, a successful business owner. What do you think are those top three reasons women feel like they cannot have a family and run a successful business at the same time? What advice do you have to give to these women? You know, I think the top reasons really is number one, they believe that they can't. Because we've been told a lot by women, especially there's authors that have written books lately saying that women can't have it all and that we need to choose. And that's really why I felt so inspired and compelled to write The Art of Having It All. Because, um, you know, believing that we can't really comes from a space of lack and limitation. And if you really desire to have your own definition of having it all, and I know we're going to talk about that. Um, but you know, we, you have to define what having it all is for you. And you also have to believe that you can manifest what it is that you want. And so if you want to have a career and you want to have a family, it's the first and foremost is you have to believe that you can. Um, the second reason I feel is because I think a lot of women are overwhelmed in their lives right now. We're, we're doing a lot. We've got so much going on. It feels like we're spreading ourselves so thin and like the thought of adding one more thing, whether it be a family or a career or any of those things, it's like, how could I even do it? I'm so overwhelmed and tapped out on how, on how to uh, live my life now, let alone adding more things that I want. And then the other piece is just they don't know how. They don't know a better way. And um, we're really taught, not only as women, but men too, that if we want to manifest, if we want to create something, if we want to accomplish something, it has to come from the outside in, meaning that if we want to be happy, we, we need to go get more success. We need to go get a job promotion. We need to go find the man, have the babies, then we'll be happy. And that's just really the opposite way of how manifestation works. It, you know, you can actually manifest, magnetize, accomplish, create things so much easier when it comes from the inside out approach, which is be happy and then. So if you want to feel successful, feel successful, run that feeling of success, have it literally permeate your whole entire being. And then you start attracting by, you know, universal laws, law of attraction. Then you start attracting those things that also match that vibration. I, I absolutely love that. I love what you're saying here that, you know, you need to have the belief that you can do it the, yes. and that it comes from the inside out. And I, I love how what you're saying right now just abolishes and destroys those myths that, that often entrepreneurs and women or men believe that, that we make, we have to make a choice of being successful or having a family, but you can do both. And I, I love how you've just crushed that uh, that limiting belief that people have that 
you know, success comes from the outside and we have to do this to get success. Someone has to give us this chance. But, you know, if we believe that it comes from within that, like what you said, that you have to be happy and that success just blossoms from there. I hope I'm saying what you're saying correctly. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Beautifully summarized. I think you've just given a bunch of nuggets to our listeners right now. So thank you. (laughs) Now, Chrissy, you wrote a a New York bestseller and congratulations. That's, that's huge. And the art of having it all. Now, if you were to give a short list of, of five snapshots of steps on how to have it all, what would those five steps be to a person who is seeking for that right path? Well, I'd say number one is you have to get clear. And what what I mean by getting clear is that, you know, not all of us define having it all in the same way. Um, I think we have this standard of, or this, you know, just society says having it all is having the body and the money and the career and the family and the kids and, you know, and that's not having it all to everybody. Um, Some women might find that having it all for them is, you know, being married, but not having kids. Some, some people would feel, some women would feel that having it all is literally being a stay-at-home mom and having all those, you know, all the time, all the energy go to her husband or wife and, and the children. Um, other people would say having it all is being able to have a career and make your own money and have a family. So we have to define what having it all is and what it looks like for us. So we, we need to know what do we want and why do we want it. So that would be my first first number one step. The second thing is because we create from our beliefs, we have to examine what beliefs that we have are rooted in lack and limitation. So the shortcut to this is that if you are thinking and feeling and perceiving from a place that feels bad, you are rooted in lack and limitation in that thought process because lack and limitation always feels bad. It's complete disconnection from the truth of who we are. It's disconnected from the truth of the abundance that literally the universe was birthed from. And when we're thinking thoughts and believing thoughts, um, believing you know things in abundance, we feel good. So if you're feeling bad about wanting things in your life, it's because you're believing somehow, some way you can't do it, you can't create it. But if you actually get excited about what you just defined as you're having it all and you feel uplifted by it, then you're in a space of abundance. So examining our beliefs rooted in lack and limitation is number two. And number three, which is I, I think one of the biggest, most important steps, is that because everything in the universe is vibration, um, and I could get into that in a minute if you want, but we have to be able to feel what we want to feel. So we all want what we want because we think we're going to feel something when we have it. So for example, having a successful career, making a certain amount of money, having the family, having the, you know, the husband or the wife or what, you know, whatever it is we're looking for, we, we think we assign a feeling to it. And we think that if I just get the guy, then I'm going to feel this way. If I just make you know, a certain amount of income in my business, then I'm going to feel successful or, you know, free or secure or whatever that is. And it's important to just literally cultivate that feeling first and identify how you want to feel. So that's the third step. Um, The fourth step is allow. We have to be able to allow and be able to get into a place of receiving that what we're asking for. And if we're resisting 
what we're asking for through our beliefs, um, through the thoughts that we think, through pushing against or trying to control things and not accepting life as it is and not, you know, appreciating the things that we do have. We're in a, um, a disallowing place. We're constricting instead of expanding and things can't come to us when we're in that space. And that's really the law of allowing at its best. And then the last piece is that, you know, no matter how great our lives are, how much we do have, um, when we are attracting all the things that we want in our lives, just know that there always will be contrast that shows up. Um, there's so many different varieties of people, situations, circumstance, everything that can show up. And if we look at con- these things as what we don't want when they show up as contrast, we can then give birth to what we do want. And that clarity can really help us define at a deeper level, what is having it all and what, what is the next thing that we want to manifest and, and how we want to live our lives. No, thank you. I, I love those five steps. I love that you begin with the fact that you have to get clear and, and know what it is you want and why you want it. That is just a very important foundation for, to start with, because when you do have the struggles in your journey, you have to come back to why, why did I start and I think that's what uh, keeps us going often. I have to ask, Christy, what is your personal definition of having it all? Well, for me, it's, you know, it is all those things. It is having my body be in really good alignment with health and well-being. Um, having my size 4 body, I'm very short, so I feel best when I'm in my little size 4 clothes. Um, you know, being able to go shopping when I want and pick up a dress because it looks good on me because my body's in really good shape. It's healthy. I'm eating well, I'm exercising and I feel really good inside my own body. That's having it all for me in my body. Um, from my finances is that knowing that I have zero balance on my credit cards. I have money, um, invested in several different bank accounts. You know, I, I have money that comes to me easily and effortlessly, and I feel like I've got a really powerful, good, um, positive relationship with my money. So that's that's in my finances. If I want to take a trip, you know, it's never a matter of well, how much does it cost, or can I afford it? It's a matter of do I want to go, and can my schedule, you know, do I am I willing to put the money down for that, and you know, will my schedule allow, or can I allow for it in my schedule? Instead of, you know, if I want to buy a pair of shoes, not a matter of, you know, how much it, how much it is, do I want the pair of shoes or, you know, sending my kids to the best schools and having them eat the best food. You know, that for me is having, um, having it all in my relationship with money. And then, you know, there's the career space is that knowing that I have a really successful multi-million dollar business and I'm achieving the things that I want to, and that I'm having great impact in the teachings that I have and the coaching that I do and the books that I write, you know, that I'm continuing to grow my business and expand not only my business, but having my business expand me and really feeling like I've got that creative expression that I can have in the world in my career. And then I've got, you know, with my, with my husband, Frederick, we've been married almost 10 years and having both of us continue our own post personal growth so that the best of him is showing up and the best of me is showing up so that we can give each other the best of what we have and that we're continuing to grow with each other and, you know, defining what our vision is as we move into our next phase of life. And 
um, feeling the fun and the connection and all that. And then of course, adding our kids into more of that family space, you know, having, um, good open communication with my kids, having fun, giggling, having adventures and traveling and, you know, being healthy and, and all that, you know, so, and then having my spiritual connection and my support team. So I have a lot of areas of my life and I, and that's what I suggest to people is I really look at, each aspect of your life and not just your life in general as a general life, but getting into the picture of your life, like getting into your life, what is having it all in your body, in your finances, in your career, you know, in your primary relationships, in your family space with your friends, you know, what, what does that look like for travel and, and things like that? And, um, that's the best way to create is because the most, more specific you can get in all the aspects in your life that, that allows you to create it easier. Christy, that is lovely. I I fully appreciate how your definition of having it all is not, that it does not stop at finances, at money and how full a bank account is, but that it touches every aspect of your life from, from your physical body to your spiritual life, to your husband, to your career, to, I, I think what you said that was my absolute favorite, aside from your family, was that when you're talking about your business, that it's not just seeing how your business expands, but having your business expand you. I think that's so eloquent. And I think that should be on a (laughs) 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 t-shirt. Thank you for sharing that. And so with everything that you just shared, you so honestly come as an abundance coach, which is one of the things you do. And does that mean that you coach people to make more money? Is that what you're talking about? You know, one of the ways that I help people, um, but you know, money is considered a part of abundance, but it's, you know, that's not what abundance is. So it's really all in a, a, a large amount an unlimited amount of all good things. That's how I define abundance. And so, you know, if it's someone that wants to attract a partner into their lives or they want to improve their body or if they want to attract more money or increase their business, Um, whatever is going to help them get into that alignment and that space of abundance. So when you are coaching them, what are the secrets that you are sharing with them to create more abundance? That's a big question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest, the basis of all my coaching and teaching and everything is working with the universal laws. And so one of the universal laws is the law of sufficiency and abundance and to know this law is so key. I think I find it's even more important than to know this law that over law of attraction because the universe is abundant. We, we're birthed from this abundant universe. You can look at nature to see how abundant our universe really is. And we've got rain right now in Scottsdale and we're getting an abundance of it. And it just shows like, you know, how the rain coming down, it just is such a representation of abundance or going and looking at an ocean and seeing the waves or, you know, going to a desert and seeing all the grains of sand. I mean, they're just going into a forest and seeing all the leaves and all the trees. There's just such evidence of abundance in nature and there's an energy that exists and it's the, it's the alignment of this feel good energy that is abundance. And so when we can get people realigned with that abundance Um, then things start to manifest in their outer reality. So it's really about getting back into that feeling state, feeling that stream of connection with that vibration of abundance. Thank you. So if if I was to ask you to give me this, just one quick strategy or step for our listeners who are saying, okay, well, how, 
if I was to take that first step to feeling abundance, and to some people that 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 might be a definition of success or or a need of feeling happiness. What would you say that just if there was one step they could take right now today while they're listening to you, what would that step be? I would say number one is having your, the power of intention is huge. And when you can just even have the intention that you want to even open up to your abundance, that starts the whole entire process. Mm-hmm. That acknowledgement of seeing a need. Yes. And acknowledging that you want that and, and then allowing yourself to open up to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. Now, we, we touched us on this earlier, but how do, you, how do our beliefs limit the amount of abundance we create? Well, if we feel, say, for example, that we can't have it all, right? We have to choose either have a career or have a family. Um, our beliefs literally are the thing that starts the thoughts that we have. We don't just have random thoughts all day long. Our thoughts come from our beliefs. And so those beliefs start the whole entire manifestation process because the beliefs lead give way to the thoughts. The thoughts give way to the emotions that we feel, which then gives way to the results that we have, meaning the things that we are manifesting in our lives and even the actions that we take to, to do, manifest those things. So everything starts with our beliefs and when it's kind of like our neuro pathways looking out in the universe, um, you know, it's like we can, we filter things through our beliefs. If we believe something does not exist, we're not going to see it. But if we believe that it does exist, we will see it. We will start to see evidence of it. And that's why it's so important that you are in tune with what your beliefs are, because if you're feeling good, you know, then you're in a space of alignment with abundance. And you could always tell, I'm, I'm feeling bad today, you know, and I still, I still have those days. I mean, I didn't grow up with this information. I had to literally reprogram my whole entire um, psyche, you know, because I was very much rooted in lack and limitation. And so now, you know, several 18 years later of doing this work, when I feel like I'm off or I'm out of alignment, I'm just crabby, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm feeling lack, I'm feeling negativity. What am I thinking? What thoughts am I I thinking that are having me feel this way? Or what would I need to be thinking to feel this way? And once I figure out what the thought is that's been, you know, kind of going through my head, then I know, then know what the belief is. And then it's up to me to just change that belief. Um, I heard, heard myself say the other day, life is hard. And it was so unconscious, you know, but I was like feeling really crabby and I'm like, why am I feeling crabby? And just taking the time to stop myself and, you know, it's like, this is hard and that's hard and this is hard. and Life life is hard. I was like, whoa, I so don't want that going through my head because life is not hard. And if I believe that life is hard, it's going to be hard. If I believe that life is beautiful and it's easy and it's flowing and the universe is supporting me, well then that's what I'm going to start manifesting. No, I, I fully appreciate that. And it's funny because people often tell me that I should have a t-shirt that says, it's all good. Because <laughs> I always say, it's all good. It's all good. Because yes, we will have those moments where, you know, it doesn't look so good. <laughs> but you know what? When we put it into perspective, we are so blessed. And I, I always tell my children that. But I have to ask, just to expand on what you're saying here, what are some of the most uh, common beliefs that limit women in particular? 
oh, that we're not enough, um, that we're not valuable enough, that we're not worthy enough, that we have to please everybody else before we please ourselves. Um, you know, those are, those are some of the, some of the big ones that, um, it's not okay to, you know, take time for ourselves. We have to give to everybody else. Um, you know, we, we only have so much, uh, so much to go around. Um, we, you know, we're, we're stuck where we are. We can't make more money. Um, you know, the, those kind of limiting beliefs. So what, what do you say to a, a woman who comes to you? I'm sure in, probably 50% of your audience when they come here, you speak, come with these limiting beliefs. And what would you say to them just to shake it off? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because it's, it's a path. It's a process. It's not like, okay, if someone is feeling like they're not enough, all of a sudden I, I can't just, you know, flash a magic wand and help them feel enough. Oh, that's but, too bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. If it could just be that easy. Um, but it's, it's a degree. It's, it, it's a, uh, almost like peeling the layers of the onion. And what I just suggested before is like, you know, when you find yourself checking in with yourself all day, every day and asking yourself how you're feeling and connecting with your feelings and paying attention to your feelings and making your feelings important because that is the vibration that goes out into the universe. And that's ultimately what you'll attract back to you. Um, I can get into all that in a, in a minute if you want. But, um, you know, it's so important because our feelings are the strongest pulsation that we give out into the universe, the communication that we give to the universe, and that's what we get back to us. And when we're paying attention to how we feel and we find that we're not feeling good or that we're in a crabby mood or that we're just feeling down today or we're off, there's a reason for it. And if we can just do a little bit of curiosity within ourselves and, and, you know, do a little detecting of okay, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Do I want to continue to create from that place? Do I want to continue to feel and think that way? Um, you know, and then deliberately change the way you way you look at something, deliberately choose to feel joyful instead of crabby, deliberately choose to feel abundant instead of in love, you know, deliberately choose to feel appreciate, you know, appreciative instead of depreciative. I, I love that. And I think that just reflects back on, on what you're saying, that it comes from the inside. Out. Yes. yes. And, and in your book of um, the art of having it all, you teach people how to expand what you call their allowing meter. Yeah. And what role does allowing play in that process of creating that? Well, I just got to say, like, once we have a new desire, once a new desire has been born within us, there's really only two basic positions that we can take in relation to that desire. We can either resist its manifestation or we can allow it and therefore magnetize it into our lives. So allowing is our natural state. It's the way we really all were born when we entered into this world. You know, we were receptive, we felt deserving, we were open, and we were in that space of well-being and, and joy as a little born baby, you know, that just exuded out of us. It's, it's being in a free and unobstructed state. So it's like our body mind system is in direct connection and communion with the unlimited energy and inspiration of the universe. And it just, just flows through us like water rushes through an open pipe and resistance on the other hand is a conditioned response. It's a pattern pattern of thinking and feeling and behaving, which is so habitual to so many of us that it seems like it just occurs as like an automatic reflex. 
So resistance is really rooted in a belief in insufficiency and, and definitely a fear of lack. And it's really that act of kind of steeling ourselves against dangers or like whether they're real or imagined, just kind of justifying our defensive stance. So the more energy we expend to make the you know case or guard against something, the more we draw into our experience things to guard ourselves against. Um, you know, it, it's so it's so true that resistance always brings with it the feeling of constriction. It doesn't feel good. And, you know, physically your stomach may become tight, your breathing becomes shallow, your jaw, your shoulders tense. You know, mentally our thoughts tend to revolve around concerns and problems and limitations. Emotionally, we might feel stressed or discouraged or even fearful. So anytime you're feeling or experiencing these lower level emotions, you're in resistance. And our emotions really are there for the purpose of informing us and letting us know that we're off course or that we need to pay attention to something because the vibration we're sending out is not in alignment with what we truly do desire. It's not in alignment with abundance. So allowing is truly important. It's one of the universal laws because when you are in a space of allowing, you feel good. And we can then bring, it's like what, what I always say is you cannot receive from a place of disallowing. And when we're receiving something, if I was to give you a gift and you're going to take it, you wouldn't come to me with a closed hand. You'd come to me with an open palm. And that's what we're talking about is, is really being in that allowing space in that place of like, yes, I'm happy to receive and, and that, um, you know, letting the energy in and flow and expand. Christy, would you would you then equate allowing with trusting? That's trusting is part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trusting the universe, trusting ourselves, uh, trusting our partners, trusting our kids. That's that's a big part of allowing. Yeah. No, thank you. And 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 I'm just listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking, is do you are you saying that abundance is is what is naturally wanting to happen in our lives and then when we fear when we aren't trusting our our gut and we're just resisting that's all resisting when we're having fear to do something and lacking yes. confidence okay yeah lower level emotions such as fear anger disappointment you know sadness all of that are in a space in a, a basically a stance of resistance Versus excitement, empowerment, appreciation, gratitude, passion, love, joy. Those are all expanded, open, allowing emotions. No, I, I really appreciate what you're sharing here because I think women entrepreneurs often do have that resistance and the fear to, to jump in with both feet because of the fear of failure or the fear of judgment or 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 just, I guess, uh, lack of confidence. And I think what you're sharing here is so enlightening and that we should go for it. And we do have to trust. And I think that, you know, even when we fall, we are learning from it and we are going to grow from it. And that, that, uh, that learning experience is not negative. It's, it's something wonderful because I think when we learn, we grow. So I, I thank you. Thank you for that. I, I know that our listeners want to enjoy that freedom and abundance and, 
and control their own working hours and their salary in their work life. So what do you suggest for those people who, who do want that freedom and that abundance? Start feeling the freedom and start feeling the abundance. <laughs> I love it. Just starts from there. I, I, I always get, I give an example in, in the art of having it all that, you know, years ago when I was just a pharmaceutical rep and I, I was really wanting to feel a sense of um, purpose and a sense of passion in my career. And I had no idea what my purpose was or what I was passionate about. And so instead of what most people do is they get lost in, oh, you know, searching and trying to find and what does that look like and trying to do other things. I sat with the energy of, okay, so I'm going to imagine, I'm going to act as if, I'm going to pretend that I'm already connected with my passion and my purpose. And I'm going to start to cultivate that feeling within myself. And as soon as I did, that's when my books started coming to me. I started coaching and like the path just literally unfolded in front of me. But it all was laid out and it all came to me because I was so strongly rooted in, in connecting with that feeling of purpose and passion. And now that's what I feel every day in my career. I know that whatever I do, whether it's an interview like this or coaching on client or creating videos or writing a book, teaching someone something, I'm totally on purpose and I have so much passion doing it. And that sounds very fulfilling. I love that. Thank you. So I have to ask about your eureka moment that you just touched on. What What is that best lesson in, in business that you have learned, either from a mentor or from your own journey, that makes you who you are today? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, it's important to choose your mentors carefully and to make sure that you you are wanting to emulate yourself like they are. And you know, years ago when I was trying to um, start my business full time, um, I had a mentor that, um, you know, he was a big marketing guru and everything. And when I told him, you know, what my niche was, what I wanted to focus on, he was like, no, 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 you got it. You got it. You know, you got this book on suicide prevention or, you know, I had a book on how to heal from suicide because my sister had um, committed suicide. And so my second book was on how to heal from a tragedy like that. And so he took that and said, oh, no, you got to you got to, you know, talk in colleges and high schools on suicide prevention. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. And I want to, you know, I want to empower women. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many people are doing that. You know, you have something special here. You can really, you know, focus on suicide. And, and I'm like, but that doesn't feel good to me. He's like, yeah, but that's going to be your in. And so. Instead of listening to myself and still pushing back, and if he was like, "Okay, well, you got you got nothing here unless you do this," it, that would have been the opportunity. So, well, then you're not my coach. You're not the person that I need to be mentoring with because you're not listening to me. And instead, he felt that that was where the dollars were, which they were. But my soul was dying every time I did a speech on suicide prevention. And one day, I just got really clear: I don't like traveling. Um, without my husband at the time, I, I can't imagine doing this, you know, with, with, with if I, if and when we have children. And um, I certainly don't like speaking on suicide prevention, telling my sister's story and how I didn't know the signs and symptoms was not an enlightening or uplifting thing for me. Um, it saved a lot of people's lives. I mean, people tell me all the time, wow, I was suicidal and you really helped me. And that, that of course feels great, but 
in the process, it was like, this is not what I need to be teaching. I'm, I'm a person that works with and applies and teaches universal laws. And I want to help people get to their next level and manifest what they want. And this just doesn't feel good to me. And as soon as I just said no to that and went, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. This doesn't feel right to me. I listened to somebody else instead of listening to myself. Everything started opening up in a totally different way in my business. And that's what my, my biggest thing is, is that I now listen to myself. And, um, you know, I have people that will say things about me. And it's like, yeah, that might be your perspective or your opinion, but I know who I am. And I now listen to myself. And if something feels good, I do it. If something doesn't feel good, I don't. And um, I'm the authority. I'm the authority of my life. And that was a really big lesson for me is that I need to check in with me to see how things feel before I start taking action on anything. Because ultimately, I know better for my life and for my, my business and for my purpose and for my passion. I, I really love that, to be the authority for your life, to listen to yourself and, and to follow your passion. Yeah, the word authority comes from being an author. Like you get to write your life. You get to you get to decide what your life is like. And and that's what I do is I help people become deliberate creators so that they're not creating by default. They're not just taking what, you know, quote unquote life is handing them, but that they start to deliberately choose and author their lives so that they're becoming the authority. They're responsible for their lives instead of sitting back and blaming, you know, the universe or the government or their boss for what they have. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm writing down all these great things you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That is my pause of silence. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate that that visual of you are the author of your life. So write a really good story and and enjoy it. I think you have to enjoy every every page of your life, every chapter of your life. And and I like it it's this all this ties in with this, that it starts from the inside out. And you know, you can have like a uh, a tragedy if that's what you're thinking your life it's supposed to be like <laughs> or it could be this fantastic uh, moving motion picture of of success and happiness and fulfillment and and what you're talking about abundance so thank you thank you for sharing that so i'm going to end on your habits of success because um i i am the creator of easy daisies which is helping children to establish good habits and sticking with good habits in their life so it's a natural question for me to ask christy is the habits of your success and what are your top two or three habits to maintaining success in your life and business that you would like to share with our listeners so they could walk away oh that's okay (laughs) that's the fun part of of uh, (laughs) audio an audio show Biggest thing is that meditation. Um, meditation is really important to me as a daily practice because I believe that two things are the result of the business that I've created. Number one is alignment and number two is momentum. So as long as I'm aligned with the bigger part of who I am, I'm aligned with my passion and my purpose, I'm aligned with feeling good and being in abundance, and I'm taking momentum, I'm taking action from that place 
then I'm always creating the success that I want. I truly feel like, you know, business is about both the inner work and the outer work. And so as long as I'm in alignment and creating that momentum, that's what creates my success. Thank you. So meditation is your, your first habit? Yes. Okay. And do you have a second habit? You know, um, taking time to take care of myself, um, being organized and looking at my day, not trying to overschedule myself, scheduling in time for workouts, scheduling in time for works, you know, making sure that I'm balancing everything so that when my children come home from school, I'm not working anymore. Um, I used to teach a lot of classes at night after they would go to sleep. And now I don't do that anymore. It's like once, once they're home from school, I'm in family time. And so, you know, being really good at scheduling myself and organizing my day so it's balanced. So I have me time, I have my career time, I have my work time, and then I have my family time. Um, that's part of my having it all success formula. I, I look at your, your two habits that you, you just talked about, about meditation and, and then number two is taking care of, of yourself. And, and I think that's very valuable to our listeners. Um, who are often women, who are moms, who are entrepreneurs, because we do, we often do think, okay, it's all about everybody else. It's all about the family. It's all about my customers, my clients, um, everything else but me. And it goes back to uh, that airplane announcer when you're sitting on the airplane and they're talking about who needs to grab that air mask first. Yeah. And it's that parent and it's, it's you. Because if you aren't taking care of yourself, you cannot help anybody else. And I think I just want to say thank you very much for pointing that out and ending on such an important and valuable reminder. So, Christy, I'm just so honored that you joined us today. And thank you so much for your time. And you are wonderful. And I have to say thank you because I, um, I know that you have a special free gift to offer which is for our listeners, and it's seven exclusive videos, as well as a one-hour um, coaching session with a quantum success coach. Can you tell our listeners where they can find this? I will also have this in our show notes, but I'd love for you to share right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. They can go to christywhitman.com, and it's forward slash free dash gift forward slash bonus. So it might be good that you have the link. Um, yeah, so you can go to christywhitman.com and basically it's seven free videos on the seven essential universal laws. So each video will teach you that some of the laws that we talked about today, especially the law of allowing, law of sufficiency and abundance, law of deliberate creation, law of allowing. So there's seven of them on the, each of the different laws, how to use them, um, stories of how I've manifested different things, you know, using them and that sort of thing and what the, what the law states and, and basically how they all work together. And then you get an hour of free coaching from a quantum success coach. I have a uh, coaching certification program called the Quantum Success Coaching Academy, and we have coaches that are willing to coach people for free. For a session and um, so they're willing to give a free coaching session to help you raise your vibration and implement what you learn in the videos thank you so much Christy thank you you are lovely and thank you very much for this generous gift offer you and so- uh, our listeners thank you very much for joining us today in the, at Elaine's Kitchen Table the business of real life and I, 
I know that uh, if you were listening, you were definitely grabbing lots of nuggets to be inspired. So thank you very much.